It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of Off The Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN 927, our country radio relays, our social media as well. You're with Andrew Hughes. Let's welcome along from the GRV team. We have Molly Haynes and George Ferruja. How are you both? I'm good, thank you. Very well. Uh, nice sunny morning. Uh, sorry, I'm just a little bit late, guys. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I know. Picky game up, George. Yeah. Has been uh, quite cold, though, in recent weeks and uh, frost on the car and uh, on the uh, lawn. Has it been... A bit colder for those in the greyhound world, you think, uh, out w- walking greyhounds or working early, uh, Molly? <laughs> Absolutely. Look, I know my dogs don't want to get up in the morning. Yeah, the rugs come out. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, they get pretty... Uh, oh, look, they still love to run uh, in the cold, yeah. that's for sure. But, um, yeah, that rug goes on at night. <laughs> All right, coming up uh, shortly, Rob Britton will uh, hopefully be on the program. But let's talk about a few of the uh, news stories. And uh, let's start with the national... Straight Track Championship, uh, Molly. I have not heard of this, but it is a uh, uh, a very uh, interesting um, championship upcoming involving Hillsville and some interstate tracks. That it is. Look, uh, this dropped yesterday on the Hillsville and GRV website, and I'm so excited about this concept. Now, it's run very similar to the Nationals, which has been going for years and years, but it, it involves three straight tracks across Australia. So that's Hillsville in Victoria, Capalabar in Queensland, and Murray Bridge in South Australia. Now, there's state heats, states and state finals, which are held across these straight tracks, and it's really the end of July, early August when these will be conducted with the national final held at Hillsville on Sunday the 18th of August. Now, how it will work, Victoria will have two representatives from their heats and finals. Um, Queensland will have three and South Australia will have three, but Victoria will also have the two reserves, so that will make up the eight-dog plus two reserve field. And I believe the winner gets a, a, an automatic uh, pass into the Hillsville Cup final. Yes, that's... Which well, is great. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Look, I think it's a, a really great lead into the Hillsville Cup and, look, we'd love I'd love to have Cynthia on the show to talk about the idea because I know it's been brewing for a little while and I'm very excited that this has actually got off the ground. I like these little things. They're they're really good and it's 15,000 to the winner. Usually straight track racing uh, doesn't um, attract that type of prize money. So uh, I think the South Australian Queensland reps would be uh, uh, thrilled to come and and race at Hillsville, which is uh, a really popular track, especially on a Sunday. Georgia, straight track racing... um is it more reliable in terms of favourites or the way the race runs out, given you don't have trouble at the first or second turn? Or oh, I don't think so, no. I think there's still a lot of roughies that get up. Um... I think it's also one for – you can't just put a dog – well, you can put just put a dog in at Hillsville. But I know James Vandermar always said he's not going to be backing a dog that's first start at Hillsville without a trial or a look at the track. Because if some dogs are expecting a corner, even though they're seeing straight, if they're expecting a corner, races can pan out very differently. Yeah, they don't stay in a straight line, no. that's for sure. And a couple of greyhounds <laughs> do veer either close to the rail or want they to push right have, off. So Yeah, very interesting. They still have their same quirks, Andrew, um, you know, whether they're going around a corner or not. Um, but um, this is a really good initiative. Can't wait to see it uh, come to fruition in, uh, in a month or so. And just a final word on uh, straight track racing. Um, Often in thoroughbreds, we will see horses at the Flemington Strait, some down one side, the others down the other. Are greyhounds, even though their own personalities and individuals, they'll ne- you'll never have a situation where two greyhounds will choose the right side of a track, the other three or four the left. They, they do still travel as a pack. 
They do. They do. Some of them Have like to... Have you ever seen that? Oh, look, some of them like to track wide because they're just natural wide runners, aren't they? And um, I think the one thing with straight track racing, I'm not sure if you agree with this, Molly, is that a lot of trainers will tell you probably the smaller type female chasers might not be as suited as a big striding male who's, uh, you know, sometimes those uh, those small females can get around a corner and yeah. scarper across and lead by a couple of lengths. But just up that straight, it's a pure test of speed, isn't it? Now, do you know who I'd love to see in this series? Um, Aston Cometo. He um, came wow, back. did you see him yesterday? Yes, he came back again. Um, Horsham yesterday went within a length of the track record. Um, uh, he's, a, he's a big dog yeah. and I think... He'd be perfectly suited to the straight track. Well, people might think that it's a bit short for him, 340 metres, but um, he's got lots of speed. Let's let's not forget that. And when he lobbed that close yesterday, I felt sorry for his (laughs) rivals because he was always going to win. All right, from straight track racing to the uh, oval version. And let's talk about the Cranbourne Trio's Winter Cup, Molly. Yes, this is another uh, new series that's come, that's been put on this year from Cranbourne. Now, there were heats last week and there's a uh, there's a really impressive final here. I don't know whether you saw any of the heats last yeah. week, George, but eight ball was ridiculously impressive. And I spoke to his trainer, Philip Smith, and he was equally as impressed as what I was. Yeah, look, Phil, um, obviously we spoke to him a few weeks back on the show about eight ball and his potential. And look, He's just grown from there, this greyhound. Uh, since we spoke to him, I think he ran low 29.70s at Sand at the Meadow, sorry, and, uh, you know, running best of night, 30 and 35. Uh, really good run uh, by uh, Western Envoy, and yeah. it's drawn well off box one, running uh, 30 and 39, so hardly anything between them. Uh, and uh, he's in really, really good form. A couple of the others. Starter Riot can really gallop too yeah. uh, and ha- does have some early speed. Get uh, it, Gizmo, we spoke about last week as well, the young uh, up-and-coming greyhound for Harry Manalitsis too. Yeah, and Max Tractor for Jeff Gill, um, yeah. trying to outshine his brother Dave exactly. on, the, on the training <laughs> track. But Max Tractor's uh, had a really, really good start to his career. So you quickly get an indication of the, the quality of this field. Yeah, so Saturday night is when the Cranbourne Trio's Winter Cup will be run and won. And on Sunday, it'll be the Bendigo Cup Eats. And, of course, uh, Troy Harley telling us that uh, it's a big family. Though. They've got a lot of things happening with lots of attractions. So if you're listening in the Bendigo region, what a good day it would be. School holidays follows, of course. So Sunday day heats, final on the Friday night. Bendigo Cup about to get underway, Molly and George. Yeah, I think we discussed this. Uh, Bendigo do a really good job. Um, great entertainment off track. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic uh, uh, day. The heat's obviously on Sunday and then the final uh, the following Friday. And we always get a really good country cup feel, don't we? Yeah, that we do. And, look, I think one dog that I've, I've seen going around, well, had gone around at Bendigo is Dinah Hunter. He's the Wogel Cup winner. He went a best of the night, 23-78. He had box seven. I think he's really going to be in with a good chance if he's nominated. Will we see Aston Cometo? Bendigo. Ooh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Well, he's so. won two country cups, hasn't he? And and Bendigo is predominantly known as a speed track, so you'd think maybe wouldn't suit him as well as, um, say, a Ballarat would. But um, on what we seen last night, when he gets clear running, wow. Yeah, exactly. Now, we also have the Brisbane Cup Heats interstate on Thursday night. There's $375,000 in prize money. Five heats. We've got a good handful of Victorians heading over, George. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's not just the Bendigo Cup, is it? I 
I mean, there's no, uh, there's a everything. lot of yeah. There's a good, really good support card as per usual, and the maiden final is always well patronised, and uh, I'm sure it won't be any different this year. Yeah. Now the Brisbane Cup on Thursday night at LBM Park, we've got a, a nice a, a nice handful of uh, Victorian chases. There's Dinah Chancer, who's interestingly dropping back in distance from the 700, who's racing against Black Opium, unfortunately. Yeah, and and the the funny thing with Black Opium, as we've seen, it is I know people say, oh, well, she's drawn box five, but she's got such a great record from those type of boxes. I don't think she minds it uh, sort of in the middle of the track. She's going to be incredibly hard to beat. In the in the second heat, Neo Cleo, well, we've seen her antics in the in the Sapphire Crown. She was absolutely fantastic. So uh, she'll be very, very hard to beat. And uh, what about this race? Baruga Brett versus Zipping Bailey, the Golden Easter Egg winner. Oh, I'm very excited about that one. We've also got Dinah Patty in Heat 4, Box 5. Look, I, I much prefer her in Victoria, but I'm always interested to see what she can do interstate. And then we've got the really big clash of Orson Allen and Sinachi, or yep. Seneki, depending on which side of the, uh, <laughs> the state you live in. But, uh, yeah, Orson Allen drawn beautifully off Box 1. And just uh, the superstars explain to us the concept of this race, Molly. Now, this is a four-dog hand-selected field. There's $25,000 to the winner. We've got two Victorian representatives in Ella Enchanted for Brooke Ennis, Tornado Tears for Robbie Britton, and the two other runners are Bago Bluff and Bago Bye Bye for Darren Russell. Cannot wait to see this I race know. because Bago Bye Bye is sort of the new kid on the block in terms of staying. Ella Enchanted went like last week's pay in a trial at Sandown <laughs> on Sunday. She was brilliant. And Tornado Tears again. Uh, in a smaller field. Let's see how he goes. Uh, let's not forget how freaky she is. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Well, speaking of uh, tornado tears, uh, trainer Rob Britton is kindly joining joining us on Off the Leash. Uh, how are you, Rob? Yeah, good. Thanks, Andrew. Now, Rob, it's Molly here. Tornado tears. We, I have to ask, how is the pressure of training one of Australia's greatest greyhounds? Now, I know you've done it done it before with Fantabale, but Tornado tears, he is just one greyhound. Yeah, but it's been very frustrating the last couple of months. Uh, we've been beaten favourite in uh, three very, you know, three group ones. So it does get a, does your head in a bit. But uh, again, uh, you just keep you got to butter up um, and uh, and. Uh, proves that uh, nothing's easy. Rob, uh, George Ferugia here. Good morning, mate. Uh, I just wanted to ask you because, yeah, we, we've had to sort of uh, commentate on Tornado Tears in his last couple of group finals. Have you f- found that he's become a little bit more wily in his races or has it just been pure bad luck? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, no, I think he's, he's, he's got a, an issue that uh, crept into his racing where uh, he's actually hitting the running rail uh, a number of times during the race. Like, I, I think it's because... He was leading and being second early. Now, when he gets back to fourth and fifth, he cuts, he's cutting the corner on the bends and hitting the running rail, which is not a good idea. And uh, it, it's certainly causing us some grief, and there's not a lot we can do other than maybe change tracks and hope it doesn't happen somewhere else. Uh, but, but again, I think that that's his main issue because uh, uh, not only uh, is it throw him off balance, it probably hurts. So we've just got to uh, work through that one. Absolutely. Now, beforehand, before I suppose he came back from his injury break, I almost felt like I, I could tip Tornado Tears out of any box in any field. But now, although I, I don't think I could ever tip against Tornado Tears, box draw certainly comes in comes into effect when I'm talking. And, and I suppose looking into Tornado Tears races, is that what you're thinking now more, Robbie? You're really looking towards the inside when this greyhound's drawn into a big race? Yeah, look, I've always wanted the inside. That's where he wants to be. Um, but again, in saying that, I think it's more uh, that his uh, his pattern of racing is 
He used to be able to lead. He, not that he was a great uh, early speed dog, but he used to be able to get on the pace. Um, that's not happening, and I'm, I'd like to think that it will happen again because he really needs to get on the pace to uh, stop this bad habit of uh, trying to take the, cut the corners on the bend. Just makes this Group 3 Superstayers uh, tomorrow night more intriguing. Uh, uh, Rob, he's drawn box three. Uh, do you think the uh, smaller field size will uh, obviously uh, uh, help his chances? Well, you'd like to think so, but it is an elite field too. So um, it doesn't matter which way you look at it. Uh, every dog in that race has got to be beaten, and um, it, that's not going to be an easy task. What did you make of his um, his run last week? Was it very much how, how you were saying at the start of the show that he's he's just looking for that fence so hard? Is that is that what you came what you brought out of that race um, last week? Yeah, look, uh, you know, there's a number of people saying, look, he's not racing with confidence. He's not doing this, not doing that. But at the end of the day, if you watch it, he made four genuine runs in the race. Even on the line, he was still coming home. So there's at no point did he sort of say chuck in the towel. So. I, I come away from the race thinking, by gee, he tried hard and everything went wrong that could possibly go wrong. So I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, panicking at this stage. Put it that way. Uh, Rob, a repeat mating of Tornado Tears is, is starting to hit the track now, and you've got one in your kennel uh, named Fernando Lass. She's had four starts uh, for a placing. Uh, what are your thoughts about her? And have you heard anything else about any other greyhounds in the litter? Yeah, look, she's only steady and. Uh, She's nowhere near the quality of the, the first litter. Uh, but again, I think as time goes on, she will win a few races, but uh, certainly she won't reach the levels of uh, of uh, Tornado Tears. Um, there's two or three up in New South Wales that are uh, have got genuine ability. Uh, they, they race similar to Tornado Tears in that they uh, just lack a touch of early pace and they work home really fast. They And also they, they run a bit of time over the 500, so... You'd like to think down the track that they will uh, they will become stayers as well. Now back to Brisbane, Neo Cleo. She's going around in the Brisbane Cup heats tomorrow night. What did you make of her first start at the track last week? And are you thinking you're going to see improvement tomorrow night? Well, I'd like to think so, Molly. I was a little bit disappointed. I know she was run down by a really good dog and deliver, so I can't argue that. But I trialled her the week before there, and she she run home two-tenths quicker than she did in the race, and I was a little bit concerned about that. But in saying that, um, if she gets a clear run in the race, and that's a big if from out in box seven, but if she gets a clear run and she can get into a good position, I still think she's going well enough to uh, to give it a hell of a shake anyway. Uh, Rob, but just finally too, uh, we've uh, obviously you're part of uh, the National Greyhound Draft that uh, took place last year and will take place again this year. And uh, one of the uh, first greyhounds have has come into your kennel, a, a fawn bitch by Black Magic Opal, out of absolute stunner. Uh, we see it in the horse racing circles, uh, syndication. What what are your thoughts on uh, syndication going forward in greyhound racing? Oh, I, I think it's a really good idea. I think it's very important for the industry that we uh, increase the owner numbers, um, and I think that. It's a great way to get into greyhound racing on a very, very small price. Um, so I think it's got it's got a lot of upside to it, and I just hope it's really successful because uh, I can see uh, not um, I can see tens of thousands of owners coming into greyhound racing under this sort of system. Great to have you on the line, Rob. All the best going forward with Tornado Tears, and of course all of the other greyhounds uh, in your kennel. And thanks for joining us today on Off the Leash. That's all good. Thank you. Rob Britton there. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash.
Just I say it tongue-in-cheek, Molly and George, but if Tornado Tears needs some straightening up, maybe a late entry into those uh, straight championships at Hillsville. It's really interesting. I didn't expect Rob to say that he was hitting the rail as much as the the problem. I mean, you see him get checked, but without the head-on vision, sometimes you don't know whether they're getting checked by another dog or hitting the rail, but it's interesting for that to creep into his career now. Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah, so... Uh, that just adds more intrigue on Thursday night because it's a, a cracking race, and uh, Ella Enchanted um, will like to think will like to think that she'll probably uh, lead with Bago Bye Bye, and then where Tornado Tears sits is it's, that's going to be uh, one to watch. That's of course, sure. only four greyhounds in that field, but going yeah. forward in any feature with a full eight dog field, the difference between a champion like Tornado Tears drawing inside or outside could be a huge difference in the tab prices as it's. Odds on or two to one. Oh, he was tomato sauce odds for what <laughs> the most of his career, yeah. Andrew. And um, it didn't matter what box he was from. I think what the first seven uh, group races he competed, he won yep. uh, four of them at Group One level. And yeah, now he just can't seem to string uh, a win together, uh, even exactly. in the heats. He's not yeah. winning his heat uh, dominantly like we've seen. No, and and you just you look at his performance in the Gold Cup last week, and you you think, uh, well, you heard Robbie say just how much trouble he got into, and he was still pushing. He just still even. How he hit, how strong he hit that line was was great yeah. to see. So you think you take four dogs out, and then pop you know the four of the best stayers arguably. Yeah. And you, it, it, I just can't wait to see what happens with this. It's going to be a great enough race. credits in the bank though, regardless of what happens. We're talking about a champion that's having a. Uh, a, a, a quiet run, but uh, whatever happens, uh, nothing takes away from the greatness of the dog. Oh, Andrew, absolutely, and I'm sure Molly agrees. He's a future Hall of Famer, this yep. greyhound, what Without he's done, doubt. his track records, um, and we're easy to knock. Um, I suppose his brother, Rip and Sam, was the same. I mean, people thought, well, we haven't seen the best of him more recently, but he's still a greyhound that's won a Group 1 race in over 300,000. You wouldn't mind either of them in oh, your kennel. Exactly. Uh, they've been terrific greyhounds. Let's look at the Watchdog Form Service, George. Yeah, on Shepherd on a Monday night, uh, tip some nice winners. Uh, Uzi Bale at $5.80 and Nikisha's Boy at $4. Some good results there at Shep on Monday. Uh, and to get the best Greyhound form and expert selections by downloading the Watchdog app now uh, with click-to-bet uh, option. Yeah, what about some it. of the best bets uh, at Tab, Molly? There was $10,000 put on $1.55 on Aston Penegreen at Warrigal last week. Now, she was also in at Warrigal last night, and I've forgotten to check the results to see how she goes, so that was a bit of fail on my behalf. Um, she is out of a Sapphire Crown winner in Oakvale Destiny, yeah. which is very, very interesting. This litter, um, uh, I mean, how can you not get excited about this? She's got <laughs> lots of talent, Aston Peregrine, uh, no doubt. She's run 2980-odd at the Meadows, yeah. uh, came back to uh, in that race at Warrigal last week and run run really quick. Uh, she's got a huge, huge future. It was also Webleck Jack at the Meadows at $5,250 put on at him. Uh, drawn off the track, so that was a little bit of a risk, but uh, he was never in doubt. Seven starts for four wins, and uh, he's got a big future, this son of Kinlock Bright. That he does, and look, better luck next time. There was $10,000 put on at $2.70 on Bric-a-Brac at Warrigal for the Greyhound to finish third. And round of applause, this is a good one. $350 at $18 on Gone Early at Warrigal. The Greyhound won by just half a length. And in race five... uh at Warrigal, uh, Aston Peregrine did win at the dollar thirty. The short price odds. There so we go. There you go. So yeah, she's a talent. Before. Watch out for her. Yeah. All right. What's your litter of the week, Molly? Oh, Fernando Bale, Nikki's gift. Now I know George will be very excited about this litter because Nikki's gift is a full litter sister to the Great Mapunga Blazer. 
Absolutely. Uh, breeder uh, is uh, Jared Sharp, uh, who raced uh, Nikki's Gift. Uh, she was a winner at the Meadows. She uh, wasn't in the class of her brother, but no. she certainly had some ability and a lot of speed. And she's gone to, uh, you know, one of the best size uh, we've seen for a little while in Fernando Bale. There was uh, three dogs and four females. And we all see uh, Mapunga Cruiser going around Geelong on... He's the repeat mating of uh, Nikki's Gift and Mapunga Blazer going around Geelong on Friday. And I know that because I've got one against him and I'm really worried. <laughs> it's not fun being against no, him. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Now, we've still got a few minutes before we wrap up the show. Just going to play a couple of minutes of a, a special feature we're putting together here at RSN, celebrating another great adoption day last Saturday. I went out there to uh, Sandown and... Felt the love with all the people out there and many greyhounds with new homes. And I spoke to a few of those that adopted and also those, it's great to see a lot of people out there not adopting but just coming along to get information, maybe to become future adoptees and uh, spoke to some of those involved. Well, a greyhound by the name of Robin has found a new forever home here at Sandown. And joining us at the RSN microphone at this special adoption day is Isaac. Isaac, you're about to leave here with Robin. Tell us about it. Was it love at first sight? Uh, yeah, well, he kind of, she kind of picked me. I, I just sort of walked up, showed a lot of attention, and she's a beautiful dog. A little smaller than the other options, which is perfect for what we're looking for. Well, I've spoken to a few families and a few people that are actually adding to their home that already have a greyhound or have adopted before. But you're a, you're a rookie, you're a debutant. So tell us about the decision to become Isaac Greyhound Adoption Dog Owner from previous. What, what made you come along today and what's made you make the decision? Well, I heard really good things about their temperament around the house. Um, I, I've... Yeah, just been doing some reading into it, and they seem like a perfect fit for what I'm looking for. Um, they're very laid back. They sleep a lot, but uh, like myself. <laughs> so, but a few walks every now and again? Oh, absolutely. we got a park right next door. I like to... She'll probably help me get out and walk more often is the hope of it. Have you come far? Or? Uh, no, we live in Berwick. We're pretty local. And tell me, um, uh, some people change the name, others... Keep the name. Oh, what about Robin? What you... uh, I think Robin's going to stay Robin, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I, I quite like it. <laughs> Terrific. Well, um, one gets the feeling that even though it's cloudy and grey outside, in a few hours' time you might be walking with Robin, showing her a park in Berwick? 100%. All, yeah, the best with your, uh, all the best with uh, your new adoptee, and we'll see you next year when you get a second one for your home. <laughs> yeah, you will do. <laughs> You're with Andrew Q's RSN at Sandown, a very successful Gap Adoption Day. And with us, Susan, who's arrived with her family. And she's leaving with also an addition, a, a greyhound named uh, Jenny. Susan, you've got a new addition to your family. Yes, isn't she lovely? Well, she is. Tell us the process between coming here with your uh, son and daughter and making the big decision to add to your family with a greyhound. Uh, OK, um, I have been cruising the website looking at dogs and um, we picked out a few dogs that we were interested in and um, came to meet them and um, yeah met Jenny and um, my son helped me make <laughs> make a decision yeah so have you uh, is is Jenny going home to a family that has had a greyhound or a dog or what pets it will be uh, amongst the home with for Jenny sure uh, we have um, some budgies but um, no other pets, and we've never had a greyhound before. So she's. It's interesting. I've looked around the room here, and there are categories for children six years and under. There are ones that prefer to be with another dog. I didn't see anything with budgies, though. Did you ask about that, or? 
I did mention the budgies, yes. Yep. Terrific. Um, when you came along here, you were probably amongst all those people that were rushing in to have a look and have a look at what might be the greyhound for them. Can you tell me how your eyes set upon Jenny or how Jenny is now walking away with you? Um, well, we saw her, yes, from the, from the crowd and um, I thought, yes, there's Jenny. That's one of the dogs we want to meet. Um, and we came over and met her and, yeah. Well, I'm it's RSN 927's Off The Leash. And you can hear that uh, feature in full coming up over the next week on RSN and it'll be on the podcast with social media for GRV and RSN. A lot of love in the room, Molly, and uh, it's a really big success. The other thing that was different about last week was a lot of people there to take greyhounds away as foster carers. That's a big aspect we don't often talk about. Yeah, look, this was the first time we had a foster component of this adoption day and it was a huge success. There was 18 greyhounds that actually went into new foster homes. So that's 18 new foster carers into our system and we just cannot be any more thankful for the work that they do because it is really important. But on top of those 18 greyhounds that went into their new foster homes, there was also 15 greyhounds that found their new homes, their new forever homes, which is really, really exciting. But um, Rocky is our gap dog of the week. He wasn't at the adoption day, unfortunately. He is a six-year-old black male and he raced under the name of Noaki Bomber. He had 15 starts for three wins and three minor placings. He was unfortunately returned to Gap due to no fault of his own, but the Gap girls do tell me that he is a very well-behaved and, and fuss-free boy who's already uh, he's an inside dog and already very well toilet-trained, so that's um, half the battle done and dusted. They, uh, they also believe that he can live with or without another canine companion and do suggest kids over the age of eight he is one of our special needs greyhounds though he does have epilepsy which is controlled by um twice daily eye drops but that's all involved in the in the vet report that you'd get if you do choose to welcome rocky into your life yes uh more information on the grv website george and uh, molly we will see you next week see you see you andrew this has been off the leash for grv on rsn 927 Want to hear Off The Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.